Hey y'all, this is Mark. And Caitlin. And, and we, we are Beauty's Beastly Closet. Thanks for joining us with Reseller Bootcamp, where family and business meet. We are here to teach you what we've learned over the years in our resale business and how to start and grow your own. We hope to add value to your business and to your day. So stay tuned and we'll hop right to it. Before we hop into it, here's our verse of the day. 1 John 1, 8 through 9. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 8 through 9. Hey, you guys. So this has been a long time coming, but we are finally doing a This Is Us episode or podcast or whatever you want to call it. Help me. She's got me captive. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, like six months ago, I think it was that long ago, I posted on Facebook and Instagram asking you guys for um, questions about what you guys wanted to know in regards to me and my husband and how we do life and business or whatever questions you had. And so I have a handful of questions from way back when that I never got the chance to um, record Life has just been crazy the last six months, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it has. <laughs> I've had a lot of um, changes and additions to the family and just lots of stuff. So we're going to hop right to it. Our first question that we have is, how did you guys start reselling together? Well, my wife conned me into it and I supported her 100%. <laughs> I conned you into it? How did I do that? No, I'm kidding. It was 100% kidding. Um, I think you just projected an idea to me when I was still in the Marine Corps. And you were like, hey, I don't want to do or I don't want to be lazy. I want to have something to help maybe with the income. And I was like, okay. And then you projected an idea to me. And I think that's kind of how we got into it. I do remember that you were gone a lot when we first got married, and uh, I was away from family across the country in Virginia, and they were in Oklahoma, and I needed something to do, and so I had a really big thrifting, not problem, because I always sold my own clothes to like do trade-ins, basically. They would buy it, and then I would use that cash to buy clothes for myself, and I've always been thrifty, um, and so I was doing that anyway, and so... When they would have clearance sales, I would just like buy up all the stuff. And if it fit me, awesome. If not, I was flipping it on Facebook Marketplace and meeting on base <laughs> to other wives selling it to them. But yeah. <laughs> Anything for a supplemental income. It was nice. Yeah, it was. Because I was a full-time student at the time. Mm -hmm. But okay. Um, okay, so how did we start reasoning together? So from that... Uh, you did not really do anything with me until I moved back to Oklahoma. Yes. I don't think. Because most of the time in the Marine Corps, I was nights. Mm -hmm. So scheduling-wise was a bit of a headache. But now I have a little more time. And we reselled together in the aspect of sourcing. Yes. He goes sourcing with me. And he loves that part, and he loves the backup office part where like he makes spreadsheets and stuff for me he does not like listing you guys not at all <laughs> it's time consuming and having a full-time job and then trying to i guess segue my knowledge from 
being full-time into this kind of, I guess it has created a divide. So it's more stressful if I try to do the listing portion of it rather than just the, I don't know, spending the money portion. The finding the good <laughs> stuff, the treasure hunt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you guys disagree on brands to buy? Ooh. Yes. I would say yes. Uh, and it's more constructive rather than um, actually being more negative about it. It's very constructive because we, I have to hone her in because she'll get on a tangent. Like maybe I want to buy shoes this time, or maybe I want to buy kids clothes this time. And then I, I say, what sells and what is your neat, like your niche? Like, what are you, what are you what apt does, to doing? Yeah. And what do you love to do? And then I was like, what has the biggest rate of return? What have we seen? <laughs> uh, I will say as far as disagree, when we when you first started sourcing with me, I had a hard time like hurting your feelings to say no because his feelings would always get hurt if I if he brought stuff to me that was cute but it was a terrible brand, and I'd be like yeah let me look at it and I would you know put it aside until he walked away and then I'd be like nope nope like these are poor you know low end brands and I did that so often that he eventually made his own brand list and he carried that sucker around in his wallet all the time so that when we went sourcing he knew what to bring me and so now he does great and he actually brings me some of our biggest sellers um that i had never heard of the brands and he was like i think this is going to be a really good one um look it up real quick before we actually buy it but yeah like komarov yeah. i thought it was like hideous now i think it's you know vintage style looking or timeless um but American i just thought made. it was ugly but he was like no i think this is going to be a good seller because it's american made <laughs> and it was it was one of our highest um selling items when he first started doing that okay i think we answered that question right yes Did, yeah okay uh do you guys compete with each other no we used to to see uh, who could have the most items in their basket <laughs> i don't think the competition is there because i would use you as my quality check that's true because i would go through and find what i thought and then you had to give me the other the opposite vision saying that well this will sell because this is what i've seen style wise or trend wise so me doing my due diligence grabbing everything that i could with the right brand names ultimately feeling successful when i come through and then let's say 80 percent of the lot that i brought you goes through and you say yes, then that then I feel like I did a good job. Mm -hmm. And now that is eighty percent. Now is a yes. The only reason I would turn it down is because we found a flaw in it that he did not see originally, um, which we both kind of check each other on that because when the types of stores that we go to, they either have um, flaws because they've been tried on in the dressing room or they are a liquidation service and so there's no telling if they're returns or you know huge inks yeah. spots or whatever they well, are but on the the flaw topic we could also we also try to turn that into a monetary gain by fixing the flaw so we reached out to a um seamstress? a seamstress and they were able to fix like let's say a busted zipper or a broken seam or just a, like an easy tear and it's not anything that's too cosmetic because the item in itself is like a high quality item. Let's say that somebody tried it on and it ended up ripping. 
well, if it's a $4 to $10 repair and your rate of return on it mm -hmm. was eight times your money, you're only out seven times your money. Like it's... Yeah. That's only if we get it home and realize we yes. missed a big flaw. We try not to buy something knowing that there's a huge flaw because we don't know what the seamstress charges exactly. for that specific flaw. And also be willing to reject at the checkout counter. Oh yeah, we've Send gotten up back. to the checkout, they've scanned it, and then we see something and we're like, oh no, 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 <laughs> take <Yeah>. that off. <laughs> okay, um, so one of our followers asked, how do you balance dream chasing with growing a healthy relationship? And then she said, I put a lot of hours on growing my reselling business, but I don't want to harm my marriage in any way. So again, the question was, how do you balance dream chasing with growing a healthy relationship like with each other? Being equally yoked. I mean, That's, if yeah. you believe that the business is in part for your entire family and that you guys have a equal vision mm -hmm. um, and also having support. So like the support element is pretty essential. I try not to say no without a like without a hard line or a cause that makes me yeah. feel like that it's not going to work. I use my, my spirit of discernment when it comes to that stuff. But most of the time, I, I'm, I'm pretty positive. I try to be more supportive when it comes to those things. Yeah, I was going to say, as long as try to support each other in things that you see that they truly are passionate about and that brings them joy. Because if you don't support them in the things that bring them joy, then you're going to have a miserable partner which ultimately will make your marriage miserable and you yourself miserable. So encourage them in the things that bring them joy because it ultimately brings you joy. And as the husband, I have a lot of like at work experience with Excel, uh, my logistics background. I have an aircraft mechanic background. So kind of the, the mechanical thinking of things helps me to design and develop the, the office space. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm able to create um, cheat sheets that she's able to, quick reference guides that she doesn't have to overwork her mind. Mm -hmm. But when she leans on me, that makes me feel like I'm doing a good job. Valued. It does make me feel <laughs> valued. But use your support and also ask if you need help. I think that a lot of the the negativity that comes from owning a resale business is not really, yeah, or any small business is not willing to ask, ask for help. Mm -hmm. And then you do not lean have on to each do other. Everything yourself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I bounce ideas off of him. If I can't figure something out, I ask him, like, hey, I really need you to help me troubleshoot this or help me figure out a better method to do this or a time saving. And ideas that's, or that's one of my strengths at work is mm -hmm. you know time management yep definitely lean on your significant other or your best friend or whoever is you know encouraging you in your life lean on them <laughs> but okay yeah we answered that has your husband ever wanted to start his own reselling business oh my goodness so recently <laughs> Within the last six months, we were at one of our um, uh, liquidation stores that we source at, and he found a whole bunch of men's t-shirts from Howitzer, his favorite brand, and he was like, I'm going to get all these for myself, and I have a ton of them in other sizes, and so why don't I get these, and I'm going to start reselling. 
And so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, it took me a little bit to get on board, but I was like, okay, if you promise that you're going to resell these and, you know, photograph them, list them, all of that, I will teach you how to use our cross-listing service, um, Vendu, and teach you how to do that so that you can do it yourself and start your own business. Like add, in addition, like um, Beastly Closet instead of Beauty's Beastly or whatever. Because I have no desire to do men's clothing. It does not bring me joy. Like you said earlier, do stuff that makes you excited. That does not make me excited. <laughs> well, so... you're not the only one in that boat. <laughs> it did not make me excited at all. He realized shortly after after I did all the work, he'd, he'd photographed like 10 of them. <laughs> and then the other... 40 I did myself and I wound up listing all of them he put a couple in drafts got really irritated and bored with it and realized he just likes the sourcing aspect of it and so he was like um I'm not gonna do this after all so yeah I finished up those they have been selling they were a good find again not gonna do the men's stuff and he will not be having his own resale business, at least anytime soon. Maybe if he doesn't have a, you know, a corporate job, but. It gave me a healthy <laughs> respect for what my wife actually does on a daily basis for three to four hours a day. She, yes, definitely respected. <laughs> I, uh, it took a lot of mental, like, discipline to get through the 10 and then I just fell off the off the wagon. I could not, I could not just stay focused, <laughs> and I got bored real easily. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get bored when we go sourcing, though. I have to reel him in when we go sourcing. I'm like, okay, babe, I'm done. I'm ready to go. And he's like, wait, one more rack. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but it's good. Okay. Um, last question. How do you make it work with kids and not feel guilty about time spent growing a business? So for starters, before we start that question, we have four kiddos. Yes. And I stay home with them. We do homeschooling. Um, and just a back, like short backstory, I guess I'm helping you guys understand how we grow the business with family. But um, this year we'll be married nine years, so like we're not giving you advice from one year of marriage and no kids. We're mm -hmm. one kid. We have four kiddos, you guys, and we're not done growing. So, no. <laughs> okay, so now I'll re-ask the question. How do you make it work with kids and not feel guilty about time spent um, growing a business? Do you want me to go first and then you can add on to it? Go ahead. Unless you have something sure. right away? Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's something that I struggle with a lot is either having the mama guilt or um, well, that's something I struggle with is having the mama guilt. And Mark has to remind me the business is not as important as the kiddos. And if you have to give something up, be willing to give up the business. And so occasionally, like every year or so, he reminds me because I'll get super stressed out and there's really no reason to get stressed out because it's just 
a business. <laughs> My family's with me forever. Hopefully this business is too, but if it's not, it's not the end of the world. Would I love our kids to grow up seeing mama have a business of her own? It may be in the future, daddy having a business of his own and them seeing that entrepreneurship is a valid option and not just the corporate world. But, um, yeah, so that's something that I have struggled with and I feel like I'm getting better at juggling the family life and making it more important than the business life. So how would you say that? We Oh, one last thing before I let Mark take over <laughs> is we incorporate the kids into it. Like um, our oldest daughter, Evelyn, she I actually pay her and she does my thank you stickers and thank you notes that go on our bags that then the items go into. She does all those stickers for me because it's just tedious and time consuming for me and she wants to make a little bit of money and she gets to see the business. And then another thing that she started doing is when I am um, picking and packing and shipping orders, I will tell her how many plastic bags I need for the items and how many poly millers I need and what size and all that. And she will go and grab all of those and stick them on my shipping station for me. So again, we incorporate the kiddos. They all know what we're doing when we're doing it. They go sourcing with us, which is a lot of fun most of the time, sometimes not, but most of the time. So yeah, we just try to incorporate them and make sure that they know that they're more important than the business. Okay, now for real, I'll let you take over. Okay, I'm going to re-ask the question one more time. How do you make it work with kids and not feel guilty about time spent growing a business? So for kids, I feel like kids personally, that kids are the best investment that you will ever have. Mm -hmm. And instead of buying them everything that you never had, teach them everything you were never taught. So running a business is something we're learning and we're also trying to teach the children. Mm -hmm. And we know that entrepreneurship is a God-given right and we we love it. We we've we've decided that uh, investing in our family has been the biggest return on investment that we've ever had. So, seeing it in a broad, you know, painting it with that broad brush, saying that if you can do it and manage it, kind of just make it profitable. Don't don't make it to where you're 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 losing time with your family, you can incorporate them. That's one of the things mm -hmm. that we really love to do. Um, but teaching, like there's a lot of teaching moments in it. Um, with my daughter, uh, I think that more or less, I have to tell her that she needs to complete things. Mm -hmm. So I tell her if she has a set amount of time and she's going to make $5, I said, the quicker you get this job done, the more money you make for your time. And then your time is more valuable to you. And teaching that was something I was never taught. So really just allowing the kids to kind of get their own interpretation while guiding them through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I will say that since we've been doing this, like our oldest, she now wants to resell and she came up with like this idea the other day, she brought it to us and she was like, I would like to sell bags and backpacks. Is that, you know, would you allow me to do that? And so we talked about it and we told her, you know, when you get a little bit, maybe eight or nine, when you can read really well and you can spell really well on your own, um, then we'll start teaching you how to type. And that way she could be taught how to list and all of that. And we could teach, but right now she goes sourcing with, 
with us and so we're teaching her you know about brand research and things like that but until she's able to do that on her own it would just add more to our plate um, because we would be the ones managing her shop and so if she still wants that in a couple years then we're totally open to that but the fact that she came to us and asked with the idea of what she wanted to sell what she enjoys um, was kind of exciting <laughs> but that is the end of the questions that we had um, we would love to do more of these um, we'll probably post every month and see if you guys have any more questions and then we can get together we will make time um, when we get questions to actually sit down and answer them for you guys in more podcast um, but thanks for tuning in do you have anything else you want to say before we go as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yes. And that's probably <laughs> the best thing about this business is we've really tried to dedicate a lot of this stuff mm -hmm. to God, ultimately growing our family in it. So yes. This definitely has given us more time to be at home to teach them the way that God wants us to teach them and to um, influence them in it. A positive way instead of a negative and letting the world teach them but even with the earned income like the, mm -hmm. the the extra added income helps you pay off bills that are just an unnecessary stress on your marriage on mm -hmm. your your family life and ultimately if you're going for a debt-free living which we are we're not there yet um it it'll have a lot more blessings to come i mean bigger impact bigger impact on our family and um, the world in the future. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Thank you so much for joining us in today's episode of Reseller Bootcamp. I hope you learned something new. And if so, please leave us a comment or reach out to us on Instagram at Beauty's Beastly Closet. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe so you don't miss a single one. Again, thanks for tuning in and we will talk to you next time. See ya.